People can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. But the question is, can you handle mine? <sighs> Being a celebrity is exhausting sometimes. Welcome back to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but the podcast where we dissect this week's headlines and give you our in-depth and unsolicited opinions. I'm Dara. And I'm Aaliyah. You um, sounded like you're on freaking NPR just now. Jesus Christ. Thank you. I should be on NPR. Uh, that's not really the vibe of this uh, pod. Get a little like bit looser. Kind of more of a calm tone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been a minute. It's been a while. And to that, I say I'm sorry. You should be. It's my fault. It's my fault. Tell us where you've been. Uh, <laughs> um, where have I been? I've... Sh- Boss, tour, another boss, club, next club, next club. (laughs) I've been in LA for a little bit, twice in the past month. They can't keep me out of there. Todd, Holly, weird. (laughs) I went home to. I think you mean more the, uh, not the QAnon, but what's the name (laughs) of that grocery store? (laughs) QAnon, Erwan. Yeah, Erwan. I do think that the Venn diagram of QAnon to believers Air- and Erwan no, shoppers definitely overlap. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. I don't know what that means. I'm I look mistake. around and I see some really sus people. Yeah. In there. I don't know. I don't know what. First of all, I did tell you when I was in there last time, why is everyone working a person of color? All the shoppers, except for moi, white people. Oh, man. Okay. Obviously, there's more. Is There are a few of all the black people in there, but like. Every yeah. single worker. There's a little chocolate employee. chips in the cookie, but mostly it's... Yeah. Mm, it's just so weird. That's, like, kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, insane. It's it's honestly... Like, if I lived there, I Is would it, not be going there like that. Like, I go there because it's, like, funny that I'm yeah. at Erewhon and I put it on someone else's dime. Yeah. But it's so overpriced. It's insane. It's insane. It's real. They have, like, $20 smoothies. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was just about to say (laughs) that. I heard hers is like up for like thirty dollars, probably. But it's like, did she just like make a smoothie for Erewhon and then like they sold it as the Haley Bieber? Yeah, similar to like you know Travis Scott's like McDonald's meal. Very similar. Very similar. (laughs) Very similar in a lot of ways. But I wonder if is the shopper to worker ratio off? You think because L.A. similar to New York, while very diverse is very segregated so like do they not put those grocery stores in like areas where like predominantly black people will live oh a hundred percent i mean it's not i wouldn't even call erwan a grocery store it's like a lifestyle yeah it's like it's <laughs> kind of like a club yeah 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 it's like a, it's like a white only club <laughs> it's akin to like equinox yeah like is equinox like gym or is equinox a a club yeah 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 a cult a little bit um yeah definitely mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that so you were out there in LA, I, I went hobnobbing to, with the rich and famous. <laughs> yes, I went to Michigan mm-hmm. for my best friend's wedding. Of, How was that? And the wedding it was so much fun. Oh, you were in the wedding bridesmaid. Yes, <laughs> it was a bridesmaid. We all wear suits because we we're like progressive, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking gender norms. Gen- fuck that. Yeah. Actually, it was kind of funny because fucking gender norms at a hetero wedding. That's so brave of it's you. It's so brave of us. Mm. But the wedding planner, there was some times and she was like thrown by it because you know how I know suits are so controversial. <laughs> not just no 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 not just the suits, but the fact that um Eleanor's wedding party was like mixed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gender mixed. <laughs> <laughs> also racially mixed. Yeah. <laughs> We are the world. Uh, we are the world. Mm. Citizens of the world. Um, because, you know, like when you walk down the aisle, like you pair up with like the groom's party. Yeah. So like the guys, ha- 
there were guys walking with guys oh, and not wow. that I don't love it, but I was like, I said to one of them, I go, you don't have to loop arms if you don't want to. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can just walk. But, but the guys were. They looped arms. <laughs> it was yeah. cute. Well, when you're walking down a wedding aisle, you kind of have to hold someone because like even a small wedding, it's like 200 people looking yeah. at you. If you're not used to it, you're like, oh God, yeah, you give do. me your arms so I can like <laughs> feel someone trip. else's presence up here. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, she was talking about the uh, bouquets and the wedding planner was like, okay, so like you guys are going to have bouquets. Um, but just make sure you hold them. Like don't block your face. Yeah. And Daniel was like, oh, are we all going to have bouquets? Yeah. And she like didn't want to say. Like, Do you want a bouquet, Daniel? <laughs> no. Do you want one? She I'll make you one if you want one. <laughs> she didn't want to say the women. Yeah. So she was like, well, she's like, she like literally like stumbled. She was like, "Well, they will have them." And Daniel was like, "Okay, who's they? Who's they? Because I'm actually trying out a he they right now. So if you could also include me in that, thank you." <laughs> she was like, "She's like, there will be uh, what are those things called that you pin on your like boutonnieres? Boutonnieres. She's like, there will be boutonnieres." And he was like, "Okay, so are we getting the boot? Like, she literally <laughs> just couldn't be like, girls are getting bouquets, boys are getting uh, boutonnieres. boutonnieres. Yeah." <laughs> It's like, but yeah, anyway, it was a beautiful wedding. Um, love, 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 love is love is love is love is love. Um, yeah, it was fun. But now I'm back. Um, and we, we got the pot of the our normally scheduled program. Whew. Yes, exactly. Oh my I'm God. Why are you like pulling time. your shoulder? Like, yeah, your shoulders are looking amazing. I'm sorry that people can't see them right now. She keeps <laughs> pulling her shirt shoulder down. Shoulder muscles are popping. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot to get we into. We do, we do, we do. We have a lot to catch up on. This is an episode that we've been wanting to discuss for a while. Yeah. It's about Ezra Miller. Yes. Do you want a LaCroix? Oh, yeah. My mouth <laughs> is a little dry. <laughs> I literally just looked around for it. I'm not going to stop it. Just, I'm just going to pop over and get the LaCroix. You kind of keep <laughs> introing the story, okay? Okay, thank you. Lee's going to get some liquids to help my dry mouth. Okay, so Ezra Miller has been making really bad headlines in the news since 2020. He, they, excuse me, Ezra Miller is non-binary. Their pronouns are they, them. So forgive me if I stumble over it. Um, it's really, really, really important to us to get pronouns right. I, I just want to say <laughs> yeah. if I made no, a stumble, yeah. I'm really, really, really sorry. Yeah. But I'm definitely trying to get it right. So that maybe it will help just to say up front that their pronouns are they, them. Yep. They are an actor um, that has a lot of like quiet cult hits before they got cast in Fantastic Beats. They um, were famously Perks of Being a Wallflower. I know. Perks of Being a Wallflower is a very important did you read the book or was it just the movie? Just kidding. F I off. know. F she off. had the book clutched to her chest throughout oh her God. entire childhood. I'm obsessed with that book. Mm -hmm. So that's like a movie that they got a lot of recognition for. But they were also, have you ever heard of this movie, um, Can We Talk About Kevin? Yeah. Okay. I, I started watching it like years ago. Like I think I turned it off the, off the first half an hour. It was just a kind Tilda of. Tilda Swinton plays their mom. Yep. Yep. It's about a school shooter. I've never seen it. Oh, is it? Yeah. So when I read about it, they said that it's like about oh, a school shooter far, who like goes on a rampage with a bow and arrow. Oh, my Lord. And apparently Ezra like really took to the role of Kevin, like the character's darkness. Oh, and like they still have the crossbow and arrow and they'll like take it out when they're doing like Instagram lives and Whoa. just like. They've always said that they've never connected to a character more than Kevin. Okay, that's uh, so we're waving so the first red already, flag. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of trying to like chip away slowly. On I the love when people like this whole uh, what's it called method acting. Like right. when people get so into characters, I love when like other actors are like that is such bullshit. Yeah, like, don't that that's not like a marker of being a good actor. Mm -hmm. Like you're supposed to be acting or you're playing pretend for a living. Re yeah. Relax. If you're actually starving or if you're actually like in a, in a scene where you have to get the crap kicked out of you, come yeah. with the crap already kicked out of you. Yeah. Like I remember there was a story where Dustin Hoffman, I don't know for what movie his character had to like be exhausted 
So uh-huh. he actually stayed up for three days. Yeah. And Marlon Brando or some like old school yeah, actor was, was like, like, did you ever just think of acting? Yeah. I exhausted. Yeah. Like you didn't have to like almost kill yourself. And now you're not acting. You're yeah. just an actual exhausted person. Yeah. How can you remember lines when you hadn't slept in three days? Right. Yeah. So that's just like a little insight into him. And then I, uh, into Ezra. Yeah. Excuse me. They got cast in Fantastic Beasts prior to being cast as the Flash. Yeah. Okay. So that was their first like mainstream, huge, like big box office movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not sure the exact timeline. They might have announced that they were going to be the Flash. Because you know how like they announced like who's going to be in a superhero movie and then like two years later it comes out. Yeah. I feel like I heard that so early on and then like the movie came out three years later yeah but um well they have to like soft open them in the avenger style i know i I know it's not avenger for dc but it's like the same thing oh justice league that's their avengers yeah yeah. so first the flash has to be in justice league yes and then i don't think it was initially decided that the flash was gonna have their own solo Mm -hmm. but i think that because of the success of the cw show and yes. because of Ezra's popularity, like they were like, this is like a good time. Yeah. Um, it might be shocking for some people to hear, but The Flash is actually the most successful popular show on the CW. Yeah. Um, the actor who plays The Flash on the CW actually tried out for the yes, DC version. I know. But well, I that just never don't happens. feel like that never Right. That never That just happens. doesn't happen. You're a CW version. Yeah. Congratulations. That's very different than hanging but, with the big boys in DC. But Ezra was on the CW. Like, they made an appearance on the CW Flash. Like, you know how kind of like Spider-Man, like, all the, like, like, uh, okay. Versions come in like, yes. to one universe. Yes. They did that on Okay, CW. cute. Because it was so popular that it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, wow, that's pretty cool. Well, guess what? Ezra's <laughs> franchise is probably getting canceled. Yeah, so maybe uh, <laughs> Grant Gustin is his name. Maybe you got a shot. He's probably saying, hey, you could have had me. Yeah. He's pretty uh, vanilla. I think the first headline that attracted like attention f- for Ezra was in 2020 when he was uh, caught on video, excuse me, when they were caught on video punching out a fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and that kind of took people by surprise because there was really no warning that that was coming from them. No, because I think partly because of perks of being a wallflower and they had done other like little things, but they had a very young audience. And also like perks of being wallflower is so twee that, mm-hmm. and this is a problem with like judging a person based on a freaking movie they've done. Yeah. But like, it's like, oh, anyone who's in perks of being a wallflower is just like a gentle kind yeah. soul and like would never hurt a fly. Yeah. And it's like, no. But I do think that Ezra co-opted the persona of Charlie to like further their well, celebrity. They didn't, play, they didn't play Charlie famously, but that's okay. Who's Logan Learman? Okay. Char- Charlie. Educate me. Okay. Yeah. So it's, is Logan Learman's character also kind of like sheepish? Yes. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller's character is actually very uh, flamboyant and like kind of like an oddball, but um, a lovable one and kind, yeah. of like, kind of like I'm different and I'm here to like make everyone like. OK, look. so not sheepish. No, 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 no. OK. I said twee. It's very different. The movie is twee. Mm-hmm. Um, do you understand? I don't know what twee means. <laughs> <laughs> You said it the first time. I was like, okay, that's a cute word. I'm going to ask her after this what that means. Because, like, yeah, shippy tweet. And I've been really wanting to name it. But now it's, like, becoming a part of the lexicon. So maybe you just have to tell me what tweet means. Tweet? I I, mean, I couldn't give you, like, a Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary of tweet. But it's, like, um, like soft um kind of like zoe deschanel and new girl like that's kind of twee mm-hmm. um like core a loose. not it, maybe twee can be core, but can, it's not yeah, always but like portland seattle that's twee okay kind of cozy yeah sweaters like i wonder if i can can just look up a definition um excessively or affected or affectedly quaint 
pretty or sentimental. Okay. Does that give you? Yeah. Kind of like earnest. I get that that's like a broad description, but there's a very specific way it's applied. Yeah, because it's it's used in like culture a lot. Like yeah. there's twee pop, mm-hmm. which is a genre of music. Okay. Um, I I could list off bands, but it wouldn't mean anything to you. So that's okay. You don't know what it'll mean to me. Well, like moldy peaches that. You know that band and Juno? Yes. That is a twee band. Yes. Juno um, is twee. Juno is pretty twee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so it, it can be used to describe like kind of a subset of people. Yeah. Not really my kind of no, people. No, I got it. That was a good explanation. Okay, good. Okay. So we have in 2020 Ezra on video. Yeah. Punching. <laughs> a young woman. Who approached them because they were a fan of yeah, theirs. Yeah. And what's freaky about the video is that Ezra and the woman are like taking the picture normally as if it's a happy. And then they just like lurch yeah. at the woman and they punch her. Yeah. And it's- the woman has a friend with her. Apparently Ezra turns and lunges at her spits on her oh my god and they're also like just screaming obscenities at like both of them oh my god so like yeah, that was like pretty crazy and then you, I, sorry yeah are you gonna get to this like that video you sent me recently of them uh like seeing a fan and yes. the fan is asking for yeah. a picture. Yeah, we can actually play the sound here. Yeah. And I present people always. Hi. And always just knock you out and then you won't have to panic. Right. You just gotta knock you just let off. me know. Yeah. No? Yes? What? <laughs> okay. That sound has the same exact energy as the video in Iceland. Yeah, without the actual physical violence. And we'll speak more of this speak more about this later on to kind of like tell you what I'm talking about. But I get the feeling from reading about them that they're the kind of people who really like to abuse people's sense of um, safeness mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. He, they like to do this like surprise attack yeah. to make them feel vulnerable mm-hmm. and off guard. Comfortable. They yeah. get off from that sense of power. It yeah. seems like yeah. um, the incident in Iceland quickly got swept under the rug i think he was arrested for it excuse me i think they were arrested for it and then let out of jail like quickly like after a few hours yeah and then i think honestly it kind of became a joke online mm-hmm. it didn't really yeah. hit like you know it didn't like break like a lot of news there weren't calls for them to be removed from the rolls that much it was yeah. kind of like okay that was odd let's move on then okay so cut to earlier 2022 ezra is arrested in hawaii twice first in march for disorderly conduct uh and harassment at a karaoke bar and then later the next month in april for second degree assault because they allegedly threw a chair at a 26-year-old woman in a private residence. He was they were posted out on bail on both occasions. Um the Hawaii police says that the investigation is still ongoing. Yeah, as it should be. And then there was the part when they were in uh Hawaii where they were staying, like they met a couple. Oh yeah. They met a couple, got on with them, and the couple invited them to stay at their house. And they're like, they're, the couple's probably thinking, oh my gosh, we just met Ezra Miller. Like, right. we're hanging we're out with a celebrity. A star, hang out with us. And then Ezra, like, goes off and, like, it starts going on, like, a, a tyrant in their home and won't leave. And they have to call, the, the couple has to call the police as well. And that's also in Hawaii. That's crazy because yeah. that story is so similar right. to the story of the parents of the child that had the protective <coughs> order yeah. placed against them yeah yeah and like that's like what i mean about this like sudden like burst of anger right because where things begin to get really dark around ezra as if what they we've already told already. you wasn't dark enough yeah. is that they have two protective orders set against them both 
from minors. Now, both of the minors are non-binary and use they, them pronouns as well. Mm-hmm. So Ezra has two protective orders against him. The first one that was placed against them was by Dakota Iron Eyes. Okay. They are currently 18 years old, but when Dakota and Ezra met, Dakota was 12. Right. So and six years ago. Dakota is a part of, is indigenous, correct? Are yes. both of them indigenous? The, both the, of the non-binary right. children are indigenous. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, Which is important for reasons we'll, we'll yeah, get into. Definitely. So Dakota's parents have issued out this protective order against Ezra. Mm-hmm. They say that Ezra began abusing, humiliating, assaulting Dakota yeah. beginning with grooming when she when they were 12. Yeah. Now, here's where I think that the case with Dakota gets really confusing. And okay. I think it sheds some light on why Ezra is able to prey on certain people. Yeah. So, Dakota came out as non-binary shortly after meeting Ezra. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how long. Mm-hmm. Now, Dakota's parents feel as though that they are not non-binary, and mm. they believe that Dakota coming out as non-binary is part of the consequences of being abused by Ezra. Right. Now, I think that it can be twofold. Yeah. They can Ezra be non-binary. Is a predator, yeah. Right? And yeah. predators look for people's like weaknesses, yeah. I think. Yeah. And like to prey on something that's most vulnerable, most isolating to a yeah, person. Yeah. And Ezra being non-binary themselves mm-hmm. can spot that weakness in a person. Yeah. And if Dakota is in fact non-binary, which they are saying that they are, and they have parents who might not be like supportive of that, yeah. that gives an abuser a kind in. of yeah. And into, you know, yeah, they're wrong. They don't get you. I, I do, mm-hmm. and so they get them on that level, and they don't see the abuse that happens on all the other levels. Yeah, exactly. And so I just kind of like when I was reading that and reading Dakota's parent statements. Um, let me see if I can find what Dakota's parents said. They said Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusion, and drugs to hold sway over a young adolescent Dakota. Mm-hmm. And Dakota made like an IG live story yeah. saying that Ezra had not abused them, mm-hmm. um, that they are non-binary. I'm pretty sure they're like on the lamb from their parents. Yeah. Some people suspect that Dakota is with Ezra because Ezra has like a 96 acre farm. That's in what like, I was going to say. I want to say Iowa. Yeah, it's like somewhere in the, the middle, somewhere random, like in the middle of America. And I was going to say, the, the, like, these kinds of videos that the victim makes are a common tactic used by abusers. Like, R. Kelly had yeah. his, um, ca- the, the women that he was keeping hostage yeah. make videos. They were girls. I think they were yeah. like 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. They were um, like. He's our man. Yeah. He lets us go wherever. We want shoes. He gets us shoes. Yeah. We were like, okay, please blink and come with us. <laughs> like, Yeah. And it was the same girls who shortly, once they got like out, they were like, no, we were abused. It was horrible. We were kidnapped. Yeah. yeah it's like part of the brainwashing. Right. And well, yeah. the other thing about um, their 90, like this like farmland that, that, that they own, that they live on. Yeah. Is, like, what compound. is that about? I remember when they were like, first kind of like popping like cu- like coming up it was maybe like some after perks of being a wallflower in which maybe a couple other buzzy films were happening yeah um and they had this like big profile in some magazine like nylon or something oh i think it was a hollywood reporter profile yeah yeah, yeah. and that's when the first they, they were like oh i don't live in la or new york like i live in i have a farm that mm-hmm. i live in and i have all these people living with me yeah and it was really like i remember reading it and being like that's kind of weird yeah. like what is that but it was like framed in this like 
they are outside of the system and like that's cool like, like they leave the hollywood bubble yeah they're above it they're the above fray. it yeah they act because of like the art of it and not because and they of, go like, back to like a reality yeah, yeah yeah and then like to find out like years later like this same like farm is being used to possibly allegedly 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 house like foster his like grooming cult and like now this is like a total like sidetrack i didn't really have time to like figure out the details of it but like i'm pretty sure there's like young kids on this like 90 acre yeah. farm and there's like a father who's like the biological father because i think the kids are like on the farm with like their mom and the fathers are like i need to see my kids like <laughs> ezra's like kidnapped like my yeah. kids and my family and like yeah. i can't get to them and like he's posted videos of like himself at the farm with these young kids and there's like guns everywhere yeah. and like ammo like everywhere it's like it's like doomsday prepper yeah yeah um so that's not good and then shortly after Dakota's parents protective order another protective order was issued against mm-hmm. Ezra by another indigenous non-binary child now this person the child we yeah. don't know their name because they're currently a minor okay. whereas like Dakota's 18 which is why I think their name was released yeah so this uh underage child we don't know their name but the incident that took place and this was very recently is like the story's like wild okay <laughs> I want to get to it because okay I think it happened in Massachusetts but I'm not really sure on the evening of February 2nd, um, this is an article from the Daily Beast. It says the trio. And by the trio, the article means the parent of the non-binary uh, child uh-huh. and the neighbor okay. whose house that this incident took place in. Like, they were all chilling yeah. downstairs at the neighbor's yeah. house. Yeah. Like, the child, the child's parents, and the neighbor, and maybe a couple other people. Yeah. They're, like, outside chilling. And Ezra just walks up to them. (laughs) I don't think it's the first time he stole by, but that's like the setup of what happened. So Miller was present at the downstairs neighbor's home in Greenfield. This is in Massachusetts. This apparent. Okay. So this makes sense. It's apparently 40 miles from the actor's ranch in not Iowa, Vermont. Same thing. Same thing. Same difference. Okay. But it's like 40 miles away. So it's like, you can't just like walk up on them. So do you just like drive 40 minutes to like, I said, it says that the neighbor is in a band with Whitney Sutters. And that is a musician who is close friends with Miller. So that okay. I mean, gives you a little bit more context, but it still yeah. sounds like really random and yeah. like, it's okay. Weird. So they're all chilling outside. Miller comes up wearing a bulletproof vest. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you, but if I'm somewhere and someone rolls up in a bulletproof vest, I'm, I'm leaving. out of there. I'm leaving. I'm out of That's, there. No. No. Why are you in a bulletproof vest? Like, get out of here. Yeah. Um. The neighbor says, I didn't know till later that they were armed. Uh-huh. So tensions began brewing when the mother says she mentioned doing traveling with her tribe. Uh-huh. Leading Miller to snap at her, accuse her of cultural appropriation. <laughs> then a conversation conversation about board games allegedly went sideways when after Miller claimed that the board game Parcheesi had Rastafarian roots. The visiting neighbor, who is half black, questioned Miller as to which sect of the Rastafarian movement it originated from. At this point, Ezra exploded and started screaming directly in my face. The visiting neighbor tells me, They said, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. What did you say to me? What did you say to me? I was very caught off guard, the visiting neighbor says. Then they opened up their jacket. They had this like big Sherpa jacket and they opened up one side of the jacket. You could see a gun. And they said, talking like that could get you into really into a really serious situation. Okay, so right then we're like calling the police. No. Yeah. But it's also like. Like, um, so like them being like cultural appropriation to an indigenous person and then talking about a game. First of all, 
we all have to admit, who amongst us hasn't a conversation gone sideways about a board game? No? Yeah. Well, usually board games go sideways, yeah. not conversations <laughs> about them. But, but okay, in the same wheelhouse, I guess. Then you're talking about Parcheesi. Yeah, I don't even know what Parcheesi par- is. It's, I feel like it's one of those games that you always see in the shelf of, of board games and no one ever picks it out. Okay. I don't feel that <laughs> way about it. I don't know what it is. Is I it a dice? A, is it a card I have game? A picture, I've never played it, but I have a picture in my mind of like a red box. Okay. And I can see the font. Um, if I had to take a guess, it seems like it'd be the kind of game where you roll dice like in a thing, like where you shake them in the thing. Okay, I was totally off. There's like no red box. Oh, wait. Nope. There are. Okay, I have no idea what this game is. It sounds like an old game. Old. <laughs> okay. And stale. And stale. Um, and then talking about like Rastafarian roots yeah. to... I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't yeah. know if anyone needs to talk, be talking about Rastafari. Yeah. It's like, shut, but, you don't know what like, you're talking that's about. That's when, know. like, quote unquote, like, how do I phrase this? Like, social justice PC movements, like, get co-opted and taken advantage of. Like, yeah. there's this white person on the land of people of color accusing them of... And threatening them. And threatening them under the guise of like I'm uh I'm the culture police. Like yeah. you know? Well, yeah. I would say that that's a way that white people have been uh, committing violence against yes, people it of is. color for a really long yeah. time. But like that's part of the what's weird is like that's part of seems to be part of Ezra's whole thing. Yeah. Is which is how a lot of cult leaders operate yeah you know like peace and love mm-hmm. um to the ev- point of uh, manipulating violence on someone yes. who doesn't stand exactly with them yeah with whatever that is yeah exactly yeah exactly so but yeah continue that's a really to, good like, point highlight that yeah okay so this is what happens next according to the mother of the child miller began focusing their attention on the then 11 year old. Right. Wow. I, and they say, I've talked extensively (laughs) with your child and they have a lot of power to them. Mm -hmm. At one point you're going to realize that you don't have any control over them anymore. They're an elevated being and they would be lucky to have someone like me guide them. They say Miller proceeded to turn to the mother who dresses goth and accused her of being a witch and a vampire. There we go. Repeatedly yelling at her, do you want to drink my blood? Do you? Okay. Then Miller averts their attention back to the child Mm -hmm. and begins to pester them with compliments. At one point, moving their chair closer to them, requesting that they add the actor on Instagram and telling the child to pursue fashion. They automatically were just weirdly drawn to me. This is the child now speaking. Mm -hmm. And how they loved my outfit, loved my style, and kept going on and on about how it was great. The child remembers it was really uncomfortable. I was really nervous. I was scared to be around them after they yelled at my mother and she was crying. The mother and the visiting neighbor both believe that Miller may have been under the influence. Okay, Aaliyah, you spoke earlier about his poss- their possible substance abuse in these situations mm-hmm. um, due to their dilated people's and erratic behavior. Yeah. Okay, so Miller then returns back to the neighbor's house to apologize for their behavior. Um, you but know what has I'm returned right on many occasions to pester the family and the child, returning in late April and in May and on June 4th, one time dressed as a cowboy. Okay, so harassing them. The mother and the child maintain that Miller made the child uncomfortable by hugging them, pressing their body closely against them. During the June visit, the child expressed their interest in horses, and Miller said that they would acquire several horses so that the child could help them care for the herd on their Vermont farm, which also struck them as inappropriate. Yeah. So, and another quick note, no one has heard or seen from Ezra since like two weeks ago when the first protective order was issued. Right. They can't find him to, they're on the so they can't find them to, yeah, to give the no, issue. No, they're on the land. Yeah. I personally believe that they're in Vermont 
on that 95 acres. And that the cops can't go on? I don't think that the cops have issued, like, helicopters and aerial warrants yeah. quite yet. Yeah. I think that they might, they being Ezra, might be a little low on the totem pole okay, for the well. search. Because I just think that the fact that they can't yeah. find them means that they're not looking that hard. Yeah, that's what it seems because like. Because Ezra took to social media to mock the police for right. their inability to find them. Yeah. So if they, I just feel like if they, re, like, you know what I mean? Like really, really, really wanted to like take a child molester and put them in prison, they would. Okay, but, the, but you why? know, cops, that's never really like their most favorite thing to do. I, I mean, it, what? It should be, but it, it should also, be, it's like, it's like Vermont, like what else are you doing? That's what I'm saying. That's weird that they, that they claim that they can't find them. Yeah. Especially because like, okay, 95 is acres DC? is a lot. Is this Warner Brothers? protecting Ezra yeah I mean I think initially like when Ezra punched the woman in Iceland when Ezra was arrested back to back in Hawaii and then released just a few hours later on like a quick bail yeah that was obviously Warner Brothers the studio protecting them yeah protecting their interests and them because there is a flash movie that has They've put two hundred million dollars in. Sorry, a flash ser- t- TV series that's going to be on H- that was supposed to be on HBO Max. Um, okay, is it supposed to be an HBO Max series yeah. or a movie? Because I've read conflicting s- things. Oh, I've only read series, but regardless, I've read that if it's a movie that was supposed to be released in twenty twenty three. I mean, there the, the theaters are dying, so people are they're Yours. they're changing things all around. Mm-hmm. A movie that was going to go to theaters is now going to be on a series on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. What's a theater anymore? What's a theater? Yeah. So there's two hundred. Can million? you believe though that Top Gun made a billion dollars in theaters? Wow. I'm so worldwide or U.S. That must be worldwide. I mean, either way, because it's a success. Tom Cruise kills internationally. I know, kills. but. It's only been out for a few weeks. It's a huge success, especially in like the time where a lot of movies aren't. Yeah. Like doing Should that we well. No. no. Oh God. No. It's not for me. I never I've never even seen the original. Tom Cruise freaks me out. I got a need. A need for I do like um I don't like him, but I uh, what's his name? Uh who's the guy? Other guy in the Miles original. Teller? No, no, no. And the guy in the original Tom uh, Oh, Tom the guy who was in the Anna Dalvey project playing her lawyer. No. The guy who has like throat cancer now. What? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yes. Yes. I like I feel his story's like really sad, but yeah. I really something about him I like. I kinda yeah. wanna watch that documentary. There's a Val Kilmer documentary. Mm-hmm. He has a really good movie that I saw when I was a kid. Something about roses. I think Elizabeth Shue plays like. Who is Elizabeth Shue? Oh, my God. Elizabeth Shue was like an actress in the 90s. She's very like. There's honestly the way to describe her. She's like white, blonde, kind of like I feel like her. Oh. And what's the girl from Awesome Powers? She kind of looks like Emily Blunt. Yeah, I think her and Heather Graham were like positioned yeah. similarly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh huh. Um, but like you recognize her when you see her. Right? Yes. Is yes. what's her name? Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, circling back to yeah, Jesus Ezra. I think that they are definitely on their farm. Yes, I think so, too. I know it sounds like why would they be hiding like where it's obvious, but I just feel like 96 acres in Vermont, like a lot of that could be if half of that is densely wooded. Like maybe the cops are afraid that they would like show up and Ezra would start just like firing off. Well, uh, Ezra has talked about wanting to die in a shoot up with the police. Yeah. Um, he's talked about wanting like to make it like rain bullets like. Yeah. They are very, very, very pro guns and not in like a not in like a trying to do a gun debate in here. But I'm saying like guns are a very big part of their life. They're often talking about it. They have them there. Yeah. It shows, you know, that there's violence in them. But um, to add to, you know, all these outbursts of anger. So you might be right. Yeah. But I kind of want to touch on like that is that's currently like the most recent update is that like. No one can find them. They have two protective orders out against them. Yeah. 
and simultaneously, I mean, uh, they have this flash movie series, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. There's $200 million in it. Yeah. That I think either is about to get completely canned. It, it has to, like, I don't know how you go on a, how you promote this movie show with Ezra Miller as the I star. I completely agree with you that I don't see how this can go on either, but I just feel like expect the unexpected in Hollywood. They've shoved like worse down. I know it's like horrible, like after I know, but worse they have, they shoved worse down our throats. There is also another justice league movie that Ezra is in as the flash as well, which I've heard that that movie's definitely going forward. And, they're probably just like not going to have Ezra there promoting it. Yeah. And I've heard more reports that like the $200 million show is just going to get canceled. They're going to scrap it. I mean, that. yes, I hear you. Crazier things have been shoved down yeah. our throats. But what I think they're going to do is just roll out Justice League. Yeah. Ignore them con- completely. Ezra and Amber's role in Justice League are going <sighs> to be like edited down to nothing, which I think is like kind, kind of, of ironic. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> I really feel for this woman like I know like talk about like what a sign that like our society is rotten yeah that she like, I is getting the same treatment as Ezra right who is like a child monster yeah like I was just on Inst- like Instagram like on my search page E! News Instagram had this picture of Johnny Depp um, and who, like, I guess came to, like, their office or whatever and, like, met some girl who was pregnant and, like, gave her all this fatherly advice. And it was, like, oh, Johnny Depp meets one of our staff and gives her um, parenting advice before her baby. Like, wow. what? Yeah. And then, again, I go to the comments expecting to see outrage. And, of course, I'm the joke. Everyone just, like, team Johnny. Like, yes, he looks so great. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Love you, Johnny. What the fuck is this Twilight Zone that I'm living in? It's just insane, people. I just feel like that. I don't know. I kind of feel like, do you feel like there's a pendulum swing in Hollywood as, as a reaction to the Me Too movement? I think that there was this like miniature reckoning that happened, right? Where, where you know, Hollywood, yeah. the mask was taken off and everyone was like oh my god there's grooming and abuse in hollywood like you know and harvey was kind of presented as like a sacrificial lamb and i just kind of feel like as the world reopens and the me too movement settles there's this feeling that the powers that be in hollywood are trying to reset it to the way it was if it ever even changed at all it didn't or they just had to be put on pause while they were like eyes on them and I feel like there's this thing that's like happening with like the Ezra's of the world and the Johnny Depp's of the world where they're just in like Louis I think of like Louis CK like Mm -hmm. you know this idea that men who abuse their power violently and sexually we're gonna actually like not be able to work right and Hollywood's like actually no all that like kind of happened is that like you expose that it happened, but we're just going to continue on Chris Brown. Right. Like just did a song with Normani. Yeah. You know, it's always, it's if it ever wasn't business as usual. And I kind of, and it's, that's not saying to like, to not push back against it. And, And, you know, I think Ezra needs to be replaced, but you know, I just, when we talk about whether or not, their franchise is going to happen. It's like, I don't know know. because there isn't this bar in Hollywood that we just say, no, yeah, that's inappropriate. And I do feel like the studio is trying to figure out like, because it's not getting that much attention, this story. Yeah. Us, per usual, we're on the front lines of journalism. Per usual. And the podcast Behind the Blinds is a really good episode yeah. on this, too, if you want to listen. So it does exist in, like, but a it's dark on, niche corner. Yeah, it's on the fringes. It's yeah. not in the mainstream. We're on the fringe. We are. I love that for us. But, like, even, like, when, when we were, like, looking up this looking up the story like the sites yeah. that you're like look are like these random sites like like w- when i was telling the story of the neighbor that's on the daily beast it's a really good yeah. article the cut does kind of have like the kind of article where they give you a history of ezra's career yeah uh, stemming from all of their 
accusations yeah. as well as kind of give you like a background on like the movies like to give you like context of them in Hollywood. But it's also interesting in those articles that kind of give you like a background of Ezra is that Ezra has also talked about their own experience of abuse in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Ezra has talked about facing the casting couch. He was, they were, excuse me, lips teeth tip of the tongue they were exposed to the casting couch they were sexually abused by directors when they were younger starting off in hollywood i remember a quote i think it was from behind the blinds where they said that there was a point in hollywood where they just assumed that everyone knew that actors were sex workers whoa um and i say that just to provide like it's just like when you hear that it's just like hollywood's so rotten because it's like what ezra does now as a grown adult yeah is on ezra but that doesn't mean there's not context to behavior and i think it's like always just like who ezra was before that first casting couch yeah it's always just like a loss yeah because it's like you know that was taken from you and now like you're acting out your anger on other people and that's like a continuation of the first crime but like it's just like so much abuse in hollywood is cyclical it's a rotten place it's it starts like someone gets taken in in their childhood and then they spend the rest of their life trying to punish everyone else for the pain that they feel yeah for the abuse that they suffered yeah and it doesn't always happen like that i love drew barrymore's quote mm-hmm. about how she never felt like she had the right to take out her trauma on other people mm, talk about someone who's you know yeah. so and she was someone who experienced a lot of abuse yeah. in her childhood it manifests in people differently yeah. um but there's also just like more like if you google ezra like where they talk about the abuse that they suffered in Hollywood specifically when they were starting out. And I think it's, you know, definitely something to give thought to. Definitely. You're right. There's context there. And like, they're only 29. And, but I like, I remember like they've been acting since, since, yeah, they were a kid and like Mm -hmm. Hollywood is not a healthy place to grow up as a child, Mm -mm. like for anybody. Mm -mm. Um, For every Hillary Duff, there's a million Ezra's. Exactly. And even she has her own stories. Yeah, but Hillary's Hollywood yes, story is pretty, pretty good. Well, you don't know what she hasn't talked about. But I yeah, do she's, know she's a well-adjusted story. adult. I've I've read her blinds. When is she gonna have a mem- memoir? Does she have a memoir? Honestly, I don't think that she has anything oh. that interesting. Her parents protected her really, really well. Yeah, that's like the, the like you need one of the best thing you need to know about Hillary Duff is that her parents told her to walk away from Lindsay McGuire. Yeah. and like that's like the opposite of things like Millie Bobby Brown's parents who like or like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, who essentially Ooh, use literally. their kids as capital. Yeah, like I think that's a big defining factor. Like Liz. Lizzie McGuire, Hillary Duff's parents didn't use her as capital, yeah. and that's why she's able to like not be a narcissistic sociopath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think it leads us into um, our closing segment, a mm. new segment. Are they happy? Okay, I think you should set this up because this is a really, really good idea. Like, is the price of fame? Is it worth it? Like, are you ultimately happy? And who are we but to judge other people's happiness that we don't know? Well, we're here to tell you. I do think that, like, our criticism, and I mean our, as the collective, our criticisms of celebrity, it's because it's like, you don't deserve to be famous. You're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But do these people deserve it? And is it, does it make them happy? So we've got a few people on the list for this uh, for this week. Okay. And we'll always just, you know, be cycling in. Maybe we'll be checking in on other people to see if they're happy or not. Right. Because happiness isn't linear. No, of course not. And it's, it's not the goal. Wait, happiness isn't the goal? No. You can't, it's not. An, in an, Hollywood it's not for, an, like, just a normal person. A normal person. Happiness oh. isn't, isn't an end point. Oh, I think we right. should always right, be, right. happiness is not always going to be with you. You're, there yes. are going to be 
short stretches and maybe long stretches of times when you were not happy. Yes. That's why I love when I heard Tom Hanks say, there are just days, like those weeks where I think I got it all figured out. Yeah. And then the next week I'm like, I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit. And I'm like, oh my God, Tom Hanks saying okay, like, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just be the picture. I'm like, I've got it figured out. Maybe we'll like, add Tom Hanks one day. We'll, we'll see. We'll assess his happiness. <laughs> um, okay. I think him and Rita. Whoa. I don't know. Dark Can we thi- talk about the people? Dark things happen to produce chat. So maybe we That's do need to unpack true. that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Bella Hadid. Happy. <laughs> Fucking thrilled. Okay, this, listen, this is what I always say. Is Yolanda Hadid someone I would hope for to be my mother? No. No way. She definitely it. gave her children eating disorders. Yes. Definitely told them about being on their best weight. Best weight. Definitely put Gigi on the cayenne pepper maple syrup lemon diet when she was like 16. Yeah. And when Gigi called her saying she was hungry, she told her to <laughs> chew two almonds really hard. Really, really hard. Okay. That's obviously toxic mothering. Yeah. However, if you are going to have your mom give you an eating disorder, don't you want that eating disorder to, to lead to being a supermodel? Yes. I mean, Yolanda wasn't entirely wrong. She a broken said, clock is right twice a day. <laughs> she said, I know my girls want to be models. And this is what it takes. And this and is what it takes. With them. So. Also, Bella's got. Um, Bella always had to grow up being compared to Gigi. She had to get a lot of plastic surgery. She did. But she always, uh, I think, ultimately wanted this life. Yeah. And you know what? She's looking at Gigi, who's got this baby by this also possibly a psychopath uh, weirdo father. I think Gigi wanted that baby. Yeah, she I think did. She but I don't to be think a mom. she did. But I don't think she wanted like that, like like this, the way it, it's happening. Well, no, I don't think she was like excited for single motherhood. But at the same time, single motherhood when you are worth fifty million dollars. I know. Give Focus Bella her time to shine. I'm trying to compare. Okay. Don't compare. Is Bella happy? Yes, she's got her new boo. She's done with the weekend. Who treated her like shit? This guy is a normie and seems to be obsessed with her. She's um, quit the drinking for now. Oh, has she? Yes. Oh, Bella. Mm-hmm. She's I didn't quit know the that. drinking. And I always think about What about what about eight one eight? What's that? <laughs> um, Kendall's tequila. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't drink eight one eight. Oh my god. You know what? I was getting that confused with Shay Mitchell's like canned tequila soda oh company. Which apparently is supposed to be really good. I, well, I think like Drake like swears by it. He like really likes that. That's oh well, you know why Drake swears by it because he's trying to smash. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Literally. But I always think when you know when you ask me is Bella Hadid happy, I think of that video where she's like looking at a picture of herself when she's like 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, if I could just like tell that girl like what was ahead of her, like I'm just like looking at her and like she's never worn like fashion and she's never <laughs> like seen like couture but like I just like knew that like if I hung out there she says like I didn't get my first Christian Louis Vuitton so I was like 21 like and now I just think about me and like I'm so happy and like I think she was like looking at like a more recent photo I'm just like looking at her and like she has everything she wants <laughs> and it's like while like the uh, what is it like the means that get you there may not make most people happy. I think they would make most people miserable. Yeah. She's that rare breed. Yeah, she's where the preparation makes her happy enough. That, yes, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I like about Bella yeah. is that she is happy, but she she sees pain in the world. She's not like Does she? Uh yeah, she's pro Palestine. <laughs> Palestine. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, and I think sometimes she has her dark days, which is why I like Bella. Why I really touch Bella more I than I think Gigi. she's like just more of like a human who experiences but emotions. That's cu- but honestly, there are not many celebrities do that. I think she is a human who experiences a range yeah. of emotions. Not, but unlike this next person who we're going to get into, Dula Peep. Yes. Who I think is happy as a clam. It has no idea what's going on in the world. Oh, my God. She was just She's walking so in that dumb. Balenciaga show. Did you see that? 
Oh my god, are you serious? You didn't. You haven't seen the Balenciaga show. It I have just not. happened. Okay. Do you want to know who walked in it? Ugh, Do you sure. want to hear where we're headed? Yes. Dua Lipa, as if she's a fucking model, <sighs> walking in a show. Nicole Kidman, looking like a robot. Oh god. Okay. Kim Kardashian. What? Yes. Yes. Julia Fox. No, I'm kidding. Naomi Campbell, obviously. Uh huh. But it was like a mix of like models I mean, and actors, which I feel is like is becoming more it. of like a trend. Yeah, it is because fashion is is dot like the fashion industry is dying, so they need celebrities to sell their shit. Okay. Do I think Dua Lipa is happy? Not right now. No, I don't really? think she's happy right now. No, her career is kind of failing off. Um, I think buzz she's about just her in between is, album cycles. We don't mm, know. We'll see. I don't think. I, she might be happy now. I don't think she'll be happy forever. She's happy as a clam right now, I say. Yeah, maybe. Um. Okay, next. Shawn Mendes, not happy. Closeted, he, wants to come out, he, then he'll be happy. He's actu- Actually, I have a literally an update. Uh, right before you started recording, I opened Instagram, and he posted uh, on Instagram he's canceling his tour because he... Um, I sound happy about this. I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> he's um, canceling his story because he feels like he might kill himself. Like, well, yeah, he's like stressed and has is is he he feels like he's incapable of touring right now. Incapable. Incapable of touring uh-huh. right now. Okay, um, so we're getting the journey that set up the documentary to the coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. First, but he, he breaks up with Camilla. Then he soft opens coming out by posting that thing on Instagram. Yeah. Then he cancels his tour, which Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to check ticket sales because Ooh. canceling a tour. Like, I don't buy Ooh. that. It's strictly because of mental health issues. I think that sounds like a total. I know. Bruise. I thought it was pretty random that he was touring right now since he's n- there's no album. He's like promoting. canceling a couple dates like, is like something Bruce you do. You can just tour whenever. Right, like he's not coming off of an album yeah. right now. Yeah, I feel, I call bullshit on the reason for oh, the canceled tour. Smart. Yeah, I think that they're gonna use it to shape the narrative. Yeah. Um, but that's not why. That doesn't even make sense. Interesting. But he does have a history of touring really well. But okay, you do until you don't. Yeah, true that. Okay, interesting. Um, <sighs> so he, it's a no. It's a no on Sean. He's not happy right now. No, he's not. Um, Haley Bieber Baldwin. Okay. She, honestly, she, this is complicated. Weight of the world of that girl's shoulders. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are so right. Weight okay. Of the freaking world. You know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. I, do I think Haley Bieber Baldwin is happy day to day? Day to day. That is day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because ultimately, like. Did she want a way to elevate herself up to her friends, Kendall, Bella, Kylie, Mm -hmm. and Gigi's status? Yes. Yes. You know, she went from being the friend that the paparazzi knocked over to get to them to being exactly on their level. Um, You know, I think that the marriage to Justin professionally has, has done everything it was promised to do. Yeah, but... Personally... Did she underestimate what being how miserable being married to yeah. Justin Bieber was going to be? Did I call him Justin Timberlake a second ago? Oh, okay. Maybe I just said it in my head. Yeah. Did I? Do I think that she underestimated what being Mrs. Bieber <laughs> was actually going to entail? Yeah. Like you know, emotional, mental abuse, like things like that. Yeah. You know, it sounds like something you can take on the chin. I get her <laughs> thinking she was up for the task, but you know. <laughs> I think, you I know, mean, once you're in there. that story she told about calling her mom and being like, I don't know if I can do this. I think that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's only I, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the only the, the version of what she wanted to know. I think that there are dark days with Justin. Yeah. I think Justin still struggles with uh, substance abuse. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, I don't think that Justin Bieber is like a fun person to date slash no. be married to. No. Um, he puts Selena Gomez through absolute hell. fucking hell. But I mean, I'm sorry, being his wife wouldn't even be fun if he was fully like a healthy, stable person like this, who he is, like Taylor Swift says, like, I can never give you peace. Like just being his wife would be hectic in the best cases of of scenarios. Right. So when you add on his issues. Right. Like you're saying, like, even if she did just like 
want to be famous and want this position for fame, even if he were like a healthy person, it still wouldn't be like worth it for her. Like that would be the best of both worlds for her. No, because I, I think she got she get, like the trolls and the like the Selena Gomez fans <sighs> and like constantly. Well, yeah. like, but there's always gonna be trolls with celebrities. Yeah, I definitely. think like yeah, no, you're so right. Like Selena fans are a different breed. They come after her. They still yeah. have been coming after her even now. But I just think that. She, you know she has her Rhodes beauty line she's <laughs> well she's getting sued for that but what I'm trying to say is she is <laughs> so, trying yeah. to set up this brand for herself yeah, yeah. on her, and which is what was promised to her when she married Justin yes it was so in that way I think she's making millions from this marriage oh definitely it's lucrative yeah she's super famous because of it yeah and I think if she plays her cards right it'll be just as lucrative when they for divorce. her wait right when they break up yeah um but i just say day to day because yeah like, i don't think she anticipated the mental warfare yeah uh that it takes so to i'm gonna go overall not happy i i, I would i really think it's high highs low lows but yeah. is that happiness i don't know i guess you'd have to ask her but i'm i'm gonna say like for her it's like meh mid meh mid mid right i think right now yes because justin's a wounded bird and people like mm-hmm. justin I are at their better. absolute most lovable when they're wounded birds mm-hmm. he him and Haley are on an island right now so to speak yeah but i was just gonna ask is that better for her or worse i wonder if it, if being his wife is better when he's like busy uh touring and stuff mm. then when he's just no because that's when she's like freaking about about him cheating on her oh, and like true. going on like tour like acting like it's fun to just like randomly follow mm-hmm. Justin Bieber on tour I know so weird <laughs> so my job is just to like so like when we're going on tour like these are the looks I book like mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. alright <laughs> okay um are any of us happy what is happiness that's our episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. But I'm your host, Aaliyah. I'm Dara. Bye. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Just like actually do those things, guys. <laughs> and, and then we will actually make the pod. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. This is the best. And this collection was to die for, no? We're celebrating... Pride. It was the best, best, best show of all time. I don't mind dirty sneakers, but you better—they better be fresh. Homeboys, good night. Like, get it.